Hello and welcome to the podcast where I interview industry professionals. I ask about their businesses, experiences, and perspectives to hopefully teach you a thing or two. So take a listen, subscribe, and look out for a new episode Monday mornings. I am your host, Kenneth LaRosa, and this is Season 2 of Real Estate and Coffee. Welcome to this episode of Real Estate and Coffee. Today I have my guest, Kathy Patino. Kathy, how are you? I'm good. A quick question. Yes. Do you have intro music? I do have intro oh, music. Oh, good. I'm so happy about that. <laughs> Kathy clearly has heard my podcast before, so it's very exciting that she's going to be on it now. Um, Oops. <laughs> I will, I promise. I appreciate it. All right, so we're going to get straight into it. Uh, let's ask, when do you get a buyer rep done and why? Okay, you know, we always talk about this um, in your class, PSR University. We talk about with Adam in his class, business development. And I always, when I hear other people, what they say, some of us, like 50% of us get it done right away. So 50% of us, we kind of wait it out. We kind of, you know, it's not as, I don't know, we're not... Urgent? Urgent. Um, I personally, I've been kind of lucky. Um, I, I, I like to, it's almost like dating. I just kind of check, check out, like, you know, um, see if we're good together. And most of the time I've been really lucky. Like it's always worked out, you know, and they get their pre, mortgage pre-approval. You know, once they get their mortgage pre-approval, I know that we're in a good position. And I've been really lucky because most of the time, especially with buyers, you know, we go see, let's say, four or five places and they're ready to put in an offer. And that's when I bring in the buyer rep. There are moments, there were times where I kind of did it uh, right away. And that's when I didn't know the person as well. And I just kind of wanted to make sure that I was covered as well. And it worked out well. So um, it really depends also with your clients. I mean, if you, um, you know, the relationship you have with them. If they're newer, then I would kind of suggest to do it more in the beginning when you first meet. Um, when if I know them and they get the mortgage pre-approval and they're really serious about going out there and we're, we're out there right away after the mortgage pre-approval, I just, you know, in a matter of time, they're gonna be putting an offer in. So I've been really lucky with that. I haven't been burnt yet, but I'm sure like, you know, it could happen, so. You say that you know that it could happen, a burn. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I guess you're comfortable continuing the way that you do. Yeah, I am. I am. Okay. Has there ever been a situation where you asked for a buyer rep and they said no? <laughs> what? <laughs> this person, I just said, we had seen like three places and I knew they were going to, I knew they saw one and they knew they were going to put an offer, but they were, I knew they were still deciding on on putting an offer, but I wanted to be ready. So I'm like, you know, I'm gonna get the buyer rep ready, everything, so I mentioned it to um, the buyer. I'm like, I'm gonna send you the buyer rep. <laughs> and this buyer goes, oh, what? You didn't think we were gonna go with you? You think we're gonna go somewhere else? But he made such a big deal out of it. I almost was almost embarrassed. Like, you're fantastic. I would never, ever, and I'm like, I, I thought he was gonna be like, okay, no problem. But he went through this whole spiel of like, we would never, that so uh, that was I, that was like okay I'm like okay I'm just gonna send it over to you. Um, he's like you thought we were gonna go somewhere. Like I go no. I mean, this is just kind of like you know I have a feeling you might put an offer so I just want to be prepared. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was just like this whole like speech and I was like kind of like I I'm like okay I go so you're gonna sign it right. So they basically guilt tripped you <laughs> yeah, for asking the question. Yeah. 
Wonderful. Um, what is one professional thing you've learned this year so far? Consistency. And it, it works. Um, I just have to, the, the problem is sticking with it. You know, sometimes life gets in the way. But consistency, you know, with my Instagram, with my stories, like, you know, coming to work to the business development, I learned so much. So constantly going to um, the classes just to learn. Like even if you've been doing real estate for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, it's always good to refresh. And I'm still fairly new. It's been two years. And I just find all the, all the advice, all these talks that we have, like gold, it's pure gold for me. It's like knowledge. And, um, and you know, sometimes we, we talk about the worst case scenarios. We talk about difficult clients. And, um, and then all of a sudden I think that would never happen to me. And it just happened to me like a week ago. I did a... Uh, like, you know, I was with a client who, like, they were a bit, you know, um, they were hard to, like, it was a, it was a, a, a listing presentation. And at the end of it, I just remember all the talks we had and, and I just kind of just, it just basically it turned out well. Mm -hmm. They were in a good mood. It was a really great talk at the end, but it was, it was, it was one of those scenarios that we talked about that you'd never think that you were going to go through. And I'm so glad that I was prepared. You say that life gets in the way, consistency, is, yeah. uh, it gets in the way of the consistency. What do you do when you do get off track? What do I do? Well, to return to your consistency. First of all, I, get, I give myself this huge guilt trip. Oh my God, Kathy, um, you didn't do your showing, you didn't do your stories that you're supposed to do, you didn't do this and that. And so I get really hard on myself. And so then the next week I try to schedule, okay, Thursday looks like I'm clear in the, in the afternoon. So I'm gonna start doing, I have to do this and do that. So I'm pretty hard on myself. I have like this, I gotta get that back. I have to go, I have to go back and get that done. On the last, actually it was funny, the last month I was, I've been working on pre-construction. And um, so some of my stuff that I was doing before, I kind of had to put in the back burner. Now I'm, you know, I'm in the, at the point where I'm like, okay, no, I got to schedule back in. This is what I was doing before. I was getting a lot of leads from it. And um, a lot of people calling clients from it, from my stories. And so I have to get back into it. So I'm, at the end of the day, I'm just really hard on myself. So I know I'll get back into it. <laughs> I don't question that. <clears throat> Where do you think, you said you mentioned uh, you were working for the last month in pre-construction uh, in the city of Toronto. What do you think is the best place, the next place to invest? I would say um, Etobicoke or just somewhere like the GTA, but you know, in, in Toronto still, like for example, we just had Galleria. That's mm -hmm. really good, like for a price per square foot. And it's just west of Toronto, but we're still in, the G we're still in Toronto. I, I say Mimico, Etobicoke, um, you're by the gardener. Um, you're uh, by 427, you're by the QEW, and the price per square foot is not as expensive as it is in the core. So, and you know, if you're looking to invest, I mean, it's a great time. I mean, the population is just growing and it's going to keep growing. Um, I think they said the growth of population last year was 77,000. So that's just, you know, just gives you an idea of what's going to be like in the next couple of years. And so, so, this, so if you have the funds that you can lock down for four or three years, invest, invest when you can because the rental market is just going to boom. It's just going to be on fire in the next couple of years. So if you're able to. And you invested in new development yourself, didn't you? I did. And I also did. I also invested in new development. I also invested in resale. 
you know, both were a different experience. Um, the resale actually was really funny. I, I, I invested like a couple of years ago in an area that was really up and coming. People are like, why are you investing there? Why, why? I'm like, no, I have a feeling this is, you know, I researched my, the developer, I did all this stuff, like all this research, and I just had a feeling, you know, living in Toronto, and I know areas of pockets of Toronto, I just saw there was, I saw this vision, I know it's gonna happen, and lo and behold, the building that I invested in, um, there was 11 offers on a condo that was smaller than mine just recently. And it just made me feel like, you know, it was, even though people were telling me you're crazy to invest in that neighborhood, I just, I just, it was just when I saw that and I see what they're going for now, I'm just so pleased with my decision. What is one piece of advice you would give your 12 year old you? Oh my God, when I think about 12 years old, I was going through puberty. So I would say like, your hair is gonna be normal. My hair would turn into like, it looked like I had a bad perm. I don't know why, but so I'll say, <laughs> I would say, everything's gonna be okay. I tell myself, don't be afraid to ask questions because I was really shy at 12 and um, don't be afraid to ask questions. And I'd give myself a hug like I'll give myself a hug and say everything's gonna be okay. The pimples are going away, and um, get in trouble because I was such a good child. <laughs> I think get. I wouldn't tell my twelve-year-old that. <laughs> my twelve-year-old will not hear this podcast. But get in a little bit of trouble. It's okay to get in a little bit of trouble. That's what I say to myself. It's funny the, that piece of advice. I would argue you could give yourself two years ago. <laughs> the same advice. Same, same advice. <laughs> Um, I, mean, I mean, I would give that same advice to all realtors, you know, it's yeah. okay, except for the get in trouble part, don't get in trouble, <laughs> uh, but to ask questions and that everything is going to be okay because right. when you start off in real estate, you know, it does seem like you don't know what to do, it's a lot more scary. It was, oh, it was really overwhelming, I remember getting into real estate and I was going, I just went through a divorce, so a lot of life changes, a lot of career changes. And like a career, a huge career change. So it was, I was there and I was, it was overwhelming. And I have to say, Ken, you were from day one, so supportive. Not only were you my broker of record, you were my therapist. <laughs> and most importantly, my IT guy, because Lord knows I couldn't figure things out. <laughs> was and still is still. <laughs> for both of those. I have to say, like, yeah, you were um, always there, always constantly helping me. Um, some days, like, I just, when I first started, I was just so overwhelmed, and, and I thought, and I would compare my chapter one to somebody's chapter 22, mm -hmm. and I just kept telling myself, and I think you, you as well, like, don't, like, just start. And I just started, like, brainstorming. There's 55,000 agents out there. How can I be unique? How can I, how can I be different? How can I people find me or you know so I just all that and I think I just have to thank you and like PSR has been really good with me and with marketing it's been so fantastic I just did my newsletter um, I love it um, and it's been great so I think I'm happy I'm happy I'm going I'm, I'm doing well I mean and um, I'm just I'm just looking forward to the future I really am I'm just I'm really excited uh, what has been the biggest hurdle working for yourself and what have you done to overcome it? I think the biggest hurdle working for myself is um, I can start I can start like at 9 and then go till like midnight you know there's no stops in between or like you just and I just kind of, and that was in the beginning I just could continue um, and I think the problem with that is that 
I couldn't find consistency in that because I was kind of all over the place. So I had to have a schedule, Monday to Friday or Monday to Saturday, because Saturdays are usually doing showings anyways. You know, people have their days off. So Monday to Friday, what am I doing? What I'm doing Monday, what I'm doing Tuesday? Because in the beginning, I was kind of all over the place. And so just my schedule, it was the schedule. And then, you know, I'm really lucky. My kids are way older now. They are very dependent. So I think two years ago, it was more like a schedule around them. Now it's, I'm not saying they're like, you know, they're not like 20s. I mean, they're like, not even teenagers, but like, I find that, you know, as they get older, I have more time. And um, so, yeah, so I just, that, that they're getting older, I have more time to focus on real estate. And then, you know, there's times where, you know, for example, I do stories, I do Instagram, I do my newsletter, but Sundays, I try not to do anything and spend time with the kids. Mm -hmm. Of course, I have showings, this and that, but like in the evenings, I'm with the kids. I'm not thinking of focusing on like, what am I gonna post tomorrow on my feed? So Sundays and maybe Mondays, I have a break right there. Just still re recharge. What is the first thing you think of when someone says real estate is easy? <sighs> okay, I've ha heard that before from people. Like I've had people contact me that they want a real estate career and and I just tell them okay these are the fees every year and um, some of them um, are people with young kids and I just tell them in the beginning I had to I had three babysitters on call because a lot of my business is in the evenings when people finish work so I had three babysitters on call um, and a lot of them don't realize that um, one person said to me oh somebody just told me just park your license at a brokerage and you're fine it's like you know clients are supposed to find you no you have to you're working constantly networking meeting with people um, constantly and um, so it's it's not easy. like when I hear easy it's like with 55,000 agents out there it's absolutely not easy changing it up a bit we're going on to a little bit more of a random question Let's start <laughs> off with uh, what is your favorite piece of clothing oh my god dresses I love dresses <laughs> Anyone I love specific. No, I just like I don't know. There's something. Um, when I was a kid, my mom never bought us dresses because she's like, why? Like it's so cold half the year. There's no point, and in the summer it's short. So I've always, uh, because of that, I just always decided to wear like I just love a lovely dress. I don't I don't splurge on purses or like fancy shoes. I just like a comfortable, lovely dress. That's it. And <laughs> Speaking of you, when, uh, speaking of when you were a child, what did you want to be when you were ten? I wanted to be an opera singer. <laughs> I'm not joking. I actually took opera singing classes. I took uh, 22, 21, just because I wanted to. I just did it because I wanted to. Have you ever sung for people? No, no, no. Should that be something we should expect <laughs> no, on Instagram? No. I could do Shakespeare, but no, I haven't. I mean, hey. <laughs> What's about doing, right? <laughs> um, those are all the questions I have for you. Okay. Thank you very much, Kathy, for being a part of our episode of Real Estate and Coffee. Remember, everyone, you can find us anywhere you can download your podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much for joining us today on this episode of Real Estate and Coffee. Hopefully you were able to learn at least one thing today. I am your host, Kenneth LaRosa. You can find me on Instagram at Kenneth LaRosa. And if you want to connect with today's guest, take a look at this episode's description to find their socials. Have a great day. And if you enjoyed this, please share it with one person you think could benefit from our show. 
talk to you soon.